Yo, 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 what's happening, Racita? This is Brown with another episode of My Gente Can Write Podcast. A ver, so, I'm just writing uh, What's Going Down, Overcoming Podcasts. Thank you for joining in. I'm just um, working on some of my story here. Um, I've been... um. Trying to overcome this uh, writer's block. May have a little bit of a writer's block. You know, I know we all go through that sometimes, and um, it's it's just about it's all about just finding finding your groove again. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's just about finding the groove again. That's what I've been searching for. I've been searching for inspiration, you know. I like watching a lot of inspiring videos on YouTube, like, you know, writing, you know, people giving advice on writing, tips, things like that. I'm always looking around for inspiration. But, uh, apart, my, apart from my writing, like, stories and stuff, uh, I like writing, uh, um, hey, what's good? What's good? What's good, Carnal? How you doing? I was just, I was talking about that. Apart from uh, writing stories and um, working on my craft, I, um, I like to sometimes write poetry and stuff like that. You know, it's a, when I'm not, you know, inspired on writing stories, you know, the sometimes, uh, you know, the inspiration comes for for poetry. Sometimes for for lyrics for a song, you know. It just depends on that mood, the mood that you're sometimes in, you know, it's like, you know, whatever you're in at that particular time, you know, like, I may be inspired to write something, you know, and it's not always, it's not always, uh, writing, you know, stories, like, you know, depending on, it. for example, say that I, I'm thinking about a certain topic in my mind, like, I don't know, like, for example, like, you know, police, Police brutality, or whatever, you know, or even politics. Something might spark, spark the interest to, um, to what's it called, um, to you know, work on some on the piece that represents that point in time, and you know, on 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 what I'm thinking about on the topic, you know. But um, so I'm gonna share actually. Some, some of my writing uh, for story and, and actually some poetry too. I haven't, I haven't really uh, done new poetry, but like um, I, I'm, I actually upload all my work on uh, on on WordPress. So that's how I usually uh, I usually keep all my stuff on WordPress. Um, so this actually, oh, hey, I'm gonna bring you in, Carmel. Okay. So yeah, so the at flow DCM is joining in. How you doing? What's up, man? How you doing? All right, man. All right, man. Hey, man. So uh, formally, uh, uh, what is your name, bro? So we can um be formally introduced. All right. My name is uh Daniel Sinejas Mendez. Daniel, orale. Nice to meet you, carnal. That's what's up, man. Uh. What you've been uh, working on lately, man? Like, what are you, 
when you're inspired to write something, what do you, uh, what do you write about, man? Uh, well, right now, man, I mean, I haven't written anything in a while because I'm actually working from home. I've been working. Okay. Yeah. Because we've basically been on lockdown. I work at a nonprofit in South Central. Uh, okay. But uh, I did write something in the beginning of the quarantine. Uh, Cause I, just like you, I, I, you know, done some hip hop too, and I wrote a, a song about, um, you know, COVID nineteen. I call it the, uh, mm. the apocalypse. Basically, you know, reference to, okay. to, uh, to revelations. You know, so there's a lot of references to. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just how people freaked out, and and and, uh, in the beginning, how we didn't know what this was. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah, man. But other than that, I mean, I, I honestly, I have I have not written anything in a minute. Uh, to be mm. I was introduced to you through a uh, through a homeboy. Uh, you know. Through who again? Can you say the name again? I think it's Roberto or Robert. Robert. Diaz? Yeah. Oh. Robert Diaz. Yeah. Mm. That's that's yeah. what. It's probably like yeah. Yeah. Was it was it someone that I had uh that I had on the on the podcast? I don't think you have actually told them. Hey, like. You know, you should you should be on it. Oh, I reached out to him. Yeah. Okay. He's a rock. All right, all right. He writes short stories, and he told me about he, you know, sent me the link. And he's like, hey, you should check him out. He's gonna start. He's gonna start doing this. So that's how I first heard about you. That's cool. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then that's I, right. That's right. Yeah. Saw some of your doubt, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, I just been working on this, man. Sometimes, like I was saying right now earlier, that sometimes I I get like so uninspired. And I'm like looking everywhere for inspiration, you know, it's like, it's like, damn. Um, like today I would just, I kept on, I, I had this, um, this like theme to make as a, as a spoken word type of a, type of a project. Uh, I was kind of like, since I do come from that like street, you know, mentality type of, type of, uh, you know, background, I was kind of like going for something to do with politics, politicians, and uh, 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 street warfare. So, like right now, everyone's up up in arms with the whole thing with uh, Biden and Trump and all that. With the whole, you know, Democrats and, and and Republicans, you know, and each one represents a color, red and blue, just like the street, just like street politics, mm -hmm. red and blue. So I I was thinking about what you know some kind of theme that goes along with that. That no matter where we go, this there's always going to be a a combat between what we call as good or bad or or or, or what you know the, the a balance that we're looking at all the time but really the balance is really here yep. this is where the balance is at and you now like i want to kind of uh mix it up like that something like that so i would just today i was like you know just up and down doing things i got to do and just thinking about that like how can i piece that together you know what i mean so that'll be a, a, a dope thing maybe uh maybe doing it with uh with another you know another like that does um uh, spoken word or you know someone knows that li likes to write poetry maybe do a collab or something like that that'd be dope yeah you know what actually reminds me i did do something recently with uh with another artist he uh, he does um does reggae music though you know so okay. he, he wrote a piece it was very similar to uh to what you were talking about you know it's just uh the whole politic thing and, and i did have a reference to to the red and blue thing too that you you were you know, mm. thinking about and how Oh, I mean, you're either with the red or you're either with the blue, and if you're not, you know, like you get, you get, you get verbal. Yeah. I mean, and me, 
I don't identify with either one of those uh, groups myself. So, you know, yeah. uh, a lot of the times when I speak up on that, it's like, oh, you know, uh, so what, you're, you're, so you're Republican or so what, you're, <laughs> you're liberal, you're Democrat? Like, no, nah, man, like I don't identify with any of those groups. So it, it's really, mm. you know, when, uh, when that does happen because, um, you know, uh, I mean, I've, I've been, I've been, I've been politicized really since I was like 15. I mean, I, I, mm. I was introduced to that stuff early and, and I had some, some good mentors, you know, that, that, that really helped me out, you know, some uncles, you know, some good teachers Yeah, kind of led me to that. And I, I, I've loved to read since I was like, maybe like, you know, third grade, you know, I grew up on goosebumps. I'm from that generation. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. I was, uh, I used to <laughs> you know, a new book every, every month. And so for me, like, that I definitely relate to that too. You know, we also had, uh, you know, some some family members who were also involved in gangs, and so like that. I can also relate to that, that uh, you know, experience. Yeah. Too. You know, growing up in the hood, that that that's definitely uh, something that you know, a lot of us. Yeah, that, that that's true, bro. Like this right here, like this one is the last um, poem that I actually written. I I do these little like. Like, I guess just small little things, like, just for example, like, one day I was just, like, you know, motivated, and I was just, like, fucking, let me call it motivation. First, I looked into myself, now I look up to myself. You know, things like that. You know what I mean? So just little things like that that I sometimes just write. Sometimes it comes to my mind, like, okay, let me write that down. Um, and this is one the other one. Uh, it's called Pride for My People. So it goes, in retrospect... Pride played a big role in my upbringing. I mimicked my exa by example, not by definition. Verde, blanco y colorado are the colors that define me. El idioma española era el cual usaba. Even though now I know not to trust the history that, school, that schools teach, I learned my own truths with a long siege. Through the many insults I gave to white teachers and the many punches I served to white kids, I observe how my own people self-destructs. So I was like, you know, like seeing all this, um, all this stuff about, you know, people protesting about, you know, no, we don't want kids in cages and stuff like that. But then they're they're not taking care of their own neighborhoods. <laughs> like, why you try to, why you try to, like, you know, talk about something that's going on, like far from you when when you're like. You can't even look at your neighbor, you know, and, and say hi to your damn neighbors and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a really good point that you bring up, you know, and I think that's something that's already spoken about in our communities, and I think it should be spoken about. I think mm -hmm. people in our community, you know, are absent for many reasons, you know, whether they get jailed or drugs or whether they're just not present. I mean, like, they might be in your family, but sometimes they, they, they're not even really there, you know, so that also mm. be what you were talking about. And, and it's not really talked about, you know, and it's an issue in our communities. And I think it's a big issue because, you know, yeah, we do deal with racism and we deal with, you know, all kinds of stuff. But I think, like you said, you know, we can't take, if we can't take care of our, our own community, how can we, you know, take care of all the problems that are beyond, you know? Yeah. And I think you bring up a good point with that because uh, it's something, like I said, that's not really spoken about or, People normally t want to talk about it because it's kind of taboo or like it's almost kind of embarrassing. Mm. You know, if you didn't grow up with the father or like you know, or didn't grow up with, 
and I say specifically fathers because I mean usually it's the father who's not there who's not present you know and and it impacts mm. both uh, boys and girls you know because I mean without mm -hmm. uh, somebody in, in a family like that I mean it's a lot of the times the kids end up in gangs or end up you know you know even if they don't end up in gangs even if they they end up doing pretty well like they have a lot of confidence issues you know they have a lot of issues you know internal issues that you know and I know I know this because I have a lot of friends like that that didn't grow up mm. I see that in them, you know, and, it, and it's sad because I mean, like, I didn't have that experience. I was fortunate to have my father in my life. And, and because of my dad, I mean, I've been able to, to, to overcome a lot of obstacles in my life, you know, like he's mm -hmm. open, well, whatever, whatever you're going through, you can do it and you can accomplish it. And to this day, I live by that model. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no doubt, man, I can relate, you know, like seeing, seeing like my pops, working hard my mom working hard you know like that 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 uh instilled in me like a lot of uh you know being a hard worker like i started working like uh, like 15 14 years old you know what i mean yeah. and um and i shared the story with my kids too like the reason why i got my first job was because you know those commercials infomercials that you see like hungry children in like other countries that, that they would show yeah, yeah as a kid i would see those those um those infomercials and like be like oh man that's messed up look at me like i'm over here like in nice cali freaking you know you know environment and and, and there's these children like starving around the world so i i decided to get a job you know what i mean to send money out there to 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 them and stuff and like that like i just knew that that you know i had it better than a lot of people you know what i mean i mean a lot of people don't even realize that they just, you know what I mean, to, to take advantage of, like, you know, of how they're being brought up and stuff like that. But but I think the question also is, is um, uh, whether, because, like, I have both my parents, you know what I mean? And still, like, because of influences or whatnot, or is it is it um, environment or, or is it, like, you know what I mean? What, what is it that is going to influence you the most? You know, and, and I think I think I could answer that question. Like I said, I mean, I, I grew up in a household with 20 people, you know, cousins, uncles, aunts, everybody, grandparents, everybody was there, you know. And I think I think you're really young, you know, when you're a, you're a little kid, you know, I'm talking about, you know, like your first years, you know, your parents are your first teachers, you know, so it's really crucial for your parents to to really mm. into you, you know what I mean? Once you become a teen, you're going to have influences from the neighborhood. You're going to have influences. Mm -hmm from from school i mean it's gonna happen you know but i think if you have a solid foundation from your folks then i think that's yeah. what to, to you know really like you know get your mind straight or whatever because i mean I, I like i said i had a, i had that too you know like i i grew up in a i grew up in the san fernando valley specifically uh pacoima and you know mm. it's very similar to a lot of neighborhoods you know and that are economically deprived and mm. What kept me straight was was my like I said my parents. I mean like any time that I, that I, you know I felt like okay I want to prove myself or whatever I want to be tough or whatever, I always had my dad in, my, in the back of my mind. You know what is he gonna think? What is my mom gonna mm. think? I mean even though my, my my friends or my cousins or whatever, you know were influenced me to do something that probably I didn't really feel comfortable with, like that's what kept me straight. You know and and I think if you don't have that, eventually your friends or or your or your you know closest family members or whatever become your biggest influences and a lot of people get lost in that you know yeah. you don't have 
it's really if it's really hard for us you know it's really rare for for us to have positive role models in the community you know so i think yeah that's at the end of the day it's a huge deal it doesn't always happen like that it doesn't it's not always perfect like that but i think if you don't have that for sure it's really hard for you to you know go straight i guess oh yeah bro um when when you want to talk to someone bro like have you noticed that there's a lack of like-minded people where like creative people like I've, I've 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 like battled this for a long time and i spoke to my wife about it too like you know like you know like like my wife knows that my 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 circle of friends is like really really small you know what i mean so she knows that i don't really have anyone to like reach out to and like talk to about like-minded things like you know creativity and like just creating like content and things like that and um that's of course one of the reasons why i i started this you know podcast because i want to reach out and network with other you know people that are also going through the same you know obstacles that i might you know that i may be going through now how do you how do you um what do you do when you're like you're like damn i wish i can share this piece of work that i'm working on with someone like damn who do i nah should i call this dude nah i said wait nah he's not gonna fucking you know what i mean like I feel like, you, like, who, like, like, what do you do, bro? I feel, I feel you 100 on that, and I think, I think you definitely hit, you know, hit the nail on the, co- on the head because, you know, a lot of times I don't really share stuff with people because of that, you know, like I feel like they're not gonna relate to it. I feel mm. like care, you know. Uh, so growing up, what I used to do was write, oh, and then I, like you, I used to write hip hop, you know, poetry, whatever, because I, I felt like that wasn't gonna judge me, you know what I mean? I, I could put it mm. out. You know, once I got a little platform and once I started, you know, doing some shows or whatever, you know, then people wanted to hear my stuff, you know, but then uh, I also, I also have family too. You know, once that, once that, once I was fully focused on my family, like my creativity definitely did suffer and that's not to blame, to blame it on them. It's just that, you know, my priorities change, you know what I mean? So like, I noticed that I had a void, you know, that I was like, man, like, what do I do now? You know, like, and, and um, so what I started doing once I gave up hip hop, I started to write short stories. And the big reason why I started doing that was because I teach. So uh, since I teach and I couldn't find culturally relevant material, I was like, well, why am I even looking for stuff? I can do it myself. I can write it. You know, I'm going to give it a shot. I, I'm, I'm a historian. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I can. And sure enough, you know, one, one story, two stories, three stories, you know. And like I, like I told you earlier, like when I started doing these stories, I didn't even tell anybody because I was like, you know, who, who's going to want to read them? You know, <laughs> it, I did a uh, test it on the kids and I was like, oh, you know, I know the author, he's a pretty, he's a pretty cool dude. Like, you know, I don't even tell him I wrote him because I, I felt like if I <laughs> read him, you know, so yeah, I started seeing how the kids were really like, you know, consuming the stories and, and actually liked them and, you know, and asked for more, you know, so like that pumped me up to actually want to write stuff. But as a creative person, I definitely agree with you that it's really difficult to, to find like-minded people because uh, a lot of the times, you know, you're like, you feel like, you, you know, you're, you're talking about something and people, like I said, either don't care or don't yeah. It becomes like an education thing. And I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> mindset or, or people's attention spans is not really that, that, uh, you know, that long. So they just get bored. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? There not is- only that, but a lot of people associate books with, uh, with, you know, schools and stuff. And a lot of the guys that uh, 
that that I like that I well not anymore that I hang out with, but like that I was hanging out with, they wouldn't want to. They'll be like, nah, you're writing books, net that way. You know what I mean? So I'll be like, all right, now I know not to fucking tell you shit about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, man, you know, it's 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 kind of hard. Um, like, you know, it's sad to say, bro, that um that a lot of people need that um need that uh I guess need for someone to 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 uh say okay it's cool it's dope like I like it in order to continue with their creativity like like even though you know that the idea that you're putting down on paper is like already like sufficient that you like it it's not sufficient enough until someone approves it mm-hmm. in a way of of like of saying, oh yeah, I like that. You know what I mean? Or keep going. Like we all need that approval. Yeah, but uh, it's unfortunate because you know what I mean. I mean, we should approve ourselves, and that that should be enough. You know. And I think that's definitely one of those things that that stops stops people from continuing to write, or you know, anything creative. It stops them because I mean, like you said, they need approval, so they just end up not doing it because they're like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. I like it, so I'm just gonna stop. You know, even mm-hmm. like what you're doing. I mean, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, like a lot of these stories that I've written, only a few people to this day have actually, you know, read them because, like I told you, I'm like, who wants to read them? You know, like who, who actually wants to read them? Even who might, but then again, hmm. you know, so, uh, but but yeah, man, like like it's it's a. Uh, for me, it's like if somebody asked asked me to to read them, I'm definitely gonna shoot them to you. You know what I mean? Like, but mm-hmm. um, no, like if, if you're not asking for stuff, then I'm I'm not gonna also you know feed it to you because I feel like it should be organic. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that was also one of my biggest flaws as a as a hip hop artist because I mean, as an artist, you know, like you should. I think most people who who are successful in in, in the music industry, one, you have to have a lot of luck. And two, like you, you have to also self advocate and self promote yourself. Mm. That was my biggest struggle. Like, I mean, I don't think talent was so much the issue. It was, it was me going out there and saying, you know what, hey, I rap or like, yeah, I do music. You should check me. Never really went out and did that. And you know, like, and that was because I was like, yeah, what if they don't like it? Or like, what if like, well, what, why? Mm. You know, like, and I think that is definitely, you know, uh, one of our biggest flaws, and and really for probably for a lot of people too. Like, they just don't. Mm-hmm. You know, and it could be with anything you know that that they do. Like, um, so I think I think as artists or just as, as creative people, we should definitely push ourselves. You know what I mean? So I really mm-hmm. miss you know like this podcast, even if it's through through IG Live. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's 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 uh, you putting yourself out there, and I mean this is really, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And like we're talking like we know each other for years, and I think it's because mm-hmm. of that creativity connection that we both have. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, you know it's just it's just my question is, and I may be wrong, but you know I've been searching a lot for something that kind of contributes to to the Chicano or the Latino writer. You know what I mean? That that can like really you know that really talks down to earth and not with all these fucking fancy words and this and this and that. Like okay, fancy words is cool. You know, like it's good. I mean, yeah, that shows that that you know that you learn and all these words and you can incorporate it into your story. But how about the people that, that haven't or are not, it's not their style. What if it's not their style? Like they have to just 
just, you know, I mean, that's the thing, like, that's why I was searching for something, you know, like I always say, when people complain, like, ah, nah, that, that show ain't, ain't, ain't cool, this and that, well, how come, how come you don't make your own? You know what I mean? Why don't you step up and do your own? Something that you would like, you know what I mean? So that's why, kind of like, I was like, you know what? I would like to talk to other people that, you know what I mean, that are struggling or, you know, through this and just, just get some tips and, you know, things like that. But, um, I mean, would you mind sharing some, some of your work, bro? Uh, do you want me to read it? Do you want me to like, just like put on what I'm writing? Cause or, I, or both of you can just give a little summary and then just give us a little, you know, run through of a page or something. So the, like I said, the big reason why I started writing, you know, short stories was because I wanted to have material for my students to read that's, you know, yeah. relevant that they can relate to. Right. So, uh, the first story that I wrote, I think was, uh, I want to say probably uh, six, five years ago, uh, and it it dealt with uh, with um, it was when Trump was first getting elected, right? Oh, okay. But it was uh, it was uh, it was a it was influenced by that, right? But it was it was more of a flashback to to the early '90s during the 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 Chapas Revolution or the Zapatista Revolution, mm. you know, EZLN, uh, how people from that area, right? A lot of them are indigenous peoples. And, but I had read an article previously to that and how people from that area, they often get mistaken for Central American. And they actually, mm. by the actual, like, you know, the federales, you know, the Mexican government, a lot of times, and because they don't have documentation or like, they don't really get out of their villages, you know, this whole concept of like, oh, where are your papers? Like, that's not a really, mm. science, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. The story, this one story is about this woman who's trying to leave because, uh, you know, obviously the whole situation, you know, the, 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 the fighting, whatever, she's a single mom, um, you know, um, uh, she's got family in Arizona, right? And she wants to go re reunite with her brother and then her brother, they don't know where he's at though. They haven't heard from her brother in a couple, couple of months or whatever. So she's like, well, maybe he's out there, you know? But at the same time, you have uh, the antagonist in that story too, who's a Minuteman, right? So during, I don't know, early 2000s, during the the Bush, uh, the Bush uh, regime when they were by the border, really yeah. guarding the border with guns, trying to protect the border, right? So there's a Minuteman in that story who who is dedicated to trying to stop illegal immigration, right? So you have these two people coming coming at the same time, and he's your typical Trump supporter, right? You know, oh, you know, make America great again, whatever. He's trying to stop, you know, and she's trying to make a living. At the same time, there's also the cartel aspect, right? How, how like, you know, a lot of them get used immigrants to to push push drugs over the border, right? Mm -hmm. so element too. And essentially, in a nutshell, what ends up happening to this woman is she gets caught, you know, by by the border patrol. And then when they, when they ask her, hey, like, where are you from? She's like, oh, I'm from Las Margaritas, which is where she's from, but she doesn't really know, like, other than that, I mean, that's what she knows. And they're like, well, where exactly mm. is that? Like, oh, like, that's that's all I can tell you. Like, and mm. the irony is that the, the Border Patrol is actually uh, a Chicano of, you know, uh, of who's, who's been there for generations, right? Who's, so it's like, I think his grandparents immigrated to, to Mexico, I mean, sorry, to the U.S. during the Mexican mm -hmm. So he's been there for a long okay. time, Americanized. So like he he's he's been assimilated to American culture, so 
yeah making the 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 decision to send her not only to back to to latin america but to to guatemala right so she and she's not even from and, and that's where the story ends so like the kids are like wait like so does she get sent there like what happens to her and i'll leave him with the hook so i leave it up to the reader to decide well what happens to her you know and all of my stories that's how they end they end with the hook you know oh shit. Yeah. so does that do you leave it like that to make a, a continuation of it or just because it's suspenseful and that and that's how it ends I first started doing that. I, I it was to have a continuation, but then I noticed that that thing that was like my writing style, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna keep doing it. Okay. You know, just to, get, to get the kids to ask, or anybody who's reading, just to get the reader to ask questions like, what's gonna happen to this person? Like, or if, uh. like that's when you go and do the research. You know what I mean? That's when it gets you to go read. Okay, well, because uh. these are all based on on actual events, like yeah. fiction. You know what I mean? Like. So the, the people that are involved are not real people, but the situation is real, you know, mm-hmm. happened. That does happen today, you know? Yeah. And the way, the way my stories work is right. So the theme of the story is the border, right? So the next story talks about why do we have a border in the first place? If we go back to mm. Texas revolution, <clears throat> right? And the whole, uh, the whole reason why, right? As to why we have a border and then, you know, uh, there's a there's slavery involved, and then you have the the the, the peones, you know, the the Mexican peones who work in haciendas, right? And there's this couple, uh, is a it's a Mexican, you know, peon and, a, and an African slave, right? They happen to fall in love because the guy ends up uh, working at the hacienda or the plantation, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So he is really like against slavery because he's he's in love with the girl. You know what I mean? Like, uh, shit, happening during this whole time. So he's like, you gotta go, right? And and this is happening when Vicente Guerrero ends up abolishing slavery. So he's like, you can leave. And she's like, well, not really. I mean, like, everybody working. He's like, no, like, it's it's <laughs> to get out, right? And um, so he tries to escape. That one has a part two, but it, it, my stories keep going back in time, back in time, back in time. Yeah, I have a left. Hey, bro, let me ask you this, bro. When, when, because I've been wanting to write something like that, like in the, of the past and stuff like that. But um, how did you do it? To I mean, of course, you had to research like yeah. how in how they would talk back then in, in dialect and all that, right? You have to incorporate that to make it more realistic. Um, as for as for names, adding actual names of certain people that were in command at that time. How do you feel about that? Do you feel that you should keep that name to give that? give it its uh, historical, you know, content, or do you think you should change that name? How do you feel about that? I think for my stories, I think it was relevant because I wanted to, to like I said, you know, emphasize what was happening during the time. I mean, and they mm. see that, that are the main characters are not real people. I mean, they could have been, but yeah. real, real people based on real events. So, uh, like I said, I bring up these names so, so people can do the research. Oh, who is, who is this president? You know, Vicente Guerrero, Oh, okay. Actually, the first black president of the yeah, United. and mm-hmm. all that, right? He was a uh, he was black. He was native, and he was Spaniard. I mean, he was a pardo, what they call a pardo, right? Mm-hmm. And it's also used in another story that I have, you know, later down the line, right? The 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 connection between uh, indigenous and African, how a lot of times we don't even know, right? For example, for me, like 
for a long time, my mom would always talk about how like she had African blood and, and, uh, mm. and I was too little to really understand what that was. And, you know, and then, uh, about seven years ago, uh, you know, I, I took one of those, uh, I don't know if you've seen the 23andMe and like ancestry.com and, uh, oh yeah. So I took one of those, uh, uh, you know, tests, oh, yeah. it came up. So she was, she wasn't lying, you know what I mean? And I was, and it was, it was a pretty like, you know, uh, considerable amount. And I was like, wow. Like, and then that same year I, w I went to Mexico to, to meet where my family's from. And, uh, I found a picture of one of my great, great grandmothers and dude, like she looks like an Afro-Mexican straight up. Yeah. That was even more inspiring because I was like, well, I'm, I'm giving a voice to that community that's often ignored too, like in our history. Mm -hmm. It was actually, you know, after the revolution, it was almost like they were trying to erase that part of our history. And it actually- I mean, look at, look at Emiliano, Emiliano Zapata. He, he was, he was a uh, black. Like. Yep. Yeah. You know? and people, a lot of people don't know that, bro. A lot of people don't know that. And, and, and yeah. it's really important, you know, to, to, to talk about that because I mean, like we have, we have a connection to, obviously it's not the same, you know, but we have a connection to mm -hmm. the here in the States because of that. Mm -hmm. Like if anything, if you, if you, if you, I guess if you want to use your oppression Olympics or whatever you want to call it, I mean, we got oppressed by being African slaves and also being, you know, indigenous servants. I mean, because a lot of the times mm -hmm. the African, the African uh, slaves were used to, to enforce the native people to work. Sometimes they were used just to, to, to mm. work because they were way bigger than the native people. So it's okay, you're going to work and, mm -hmm. you know, so, um, and that's where that whole brown and black, you know, dispute also comes from because, I mean, because of that, I mean, you look into that too, it's like, it's crazy. A lot of that stuff, you know, has been part of our history for a very long time. So yeah. as a historian, I mean, like, because that's what I went for to school. I said he's history in school. And I think because of that, it was a lot easier for me to, to really know the names of people and, and the one not so but yeah and yeah, bro would you one day be be um interested uh, interested in making like a history an actual factual history book of, of a certain uh time in, in in history like with with a certain type of people like what do you mean like a, like like a like the history of uh of chicanos is that what you're saying or like or just 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 some i mean something that you're that is calling you like maybe like like this like even this example that we're talking about with uh with uh afro uh, afro mexican mm -hmm. lineage mm -hmm. would you ever make something like that like a book that talks about you know the history of that and um uh, even to this day i actually seen a documentary of uh, of afro mexican uh uh un pueblo un pueblo of all afro mexicans to this day just towns La Costa Chica and in, in mexico yes. yeah in mexico yeah there we go so a lot of people don't talk about that, you know. And, and there's something very similar to that. Uh, a few years ago, I think 2014. So when I was doing this work, like everything just started coming at me at once. It was like it was crazy because uh, a graduate student from USC hit, hit me up, and she was like, "Hey, uh, you seem pretty knowledgeable on the subject. I'm doing a project on Afro Mexicans, and I would like to interview you." So they did a project on the community. So I was I was interviewed for that too. Mm -hmm. Just ask me, like, you know, like, I, I don't identify as an Afro-Mexican because, I mean, because of the mestizaje. I mean, like, there's so much in me that to identify with that culture, mm. I think it's it's different because there's certain things that they do that we don't. You know what I mean? They're able, they've been missions, mm. you know? So she was able to find some actual Afro-Mexicans here in Pasadena that, that uh, oh, wow. live here, you know? So apparently there's a big community here in Pasadena that's Afro-Mexican. I don't even know that either. 
until she brought it oh, up. Oh, wow. So, um, but there's a, there's a book actually that I would recommend that you read. It's, it's on, on blacks or Africans in, in Mexico and, like how, and how they arrived, when they arrived. It's called Colonial Blackness. Oh, dang, okay. It's a, it's a history of, of Africans and how they got here to, to, to Mexico, specifically just Mexico. And it, and it gives you uh, not, just, not just like the history, but like actual like, you know, uh, like accounts of people talking and like what they said and what they went through. And the big reason why the uh, African community, you know, uh, we don't have a big one like we have here in, in the States is because of intermarriage. You know, people intermarry. Uh -huh. And and uh, in Latin America, if if you um, if you became a Christian or, or a Catholic or whatever, that was your way to salvation. So, and they believed you you could not enslave a, a Christian, right? So that's why a lot of Africans converted to to Christianity so, to to escape the bondage, and eventually they intermarried with with uh, the natives and and the Spaniards or whatever. So um, all of us are a mixture of that. I mean, you know, and it's. It's crazy, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've talked about it with my brother, you know, how like, uh, if, if we ever get enough money to, to fund something, like we would like to do like, like a movie of my, of my, of my books or like of my short stories, you know, just to, just to put it out there. Cause I mean, like you said, I mean, it's not out there and like, and if it's not, we're not writing it, it's somebody else doing it. Yeah. And also that, that, uh, what you mentioned about that other story about the Minutemen, like, I would like to see more stories about, because like a lot of Rasa doesn't even know about the Minutemen. Like they 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 complain, you know, too that it's the government. The government don't want us here, or whatever. The government, like the border patrol, is the one killing off, you know, people crossing borders. Non Minutemen are right there with their guns, ready to kill people crossing the border. You know, a lot of people. Like I remember back back when I found out about what the Minutemen were about, uh, I would have a lot of like homies and stuff, and I would tell them, "Hey, uh, if you're really down, if you're really down, like you you say you're down, like you'll be out there, you'll be out there, you know what I mean?" And the borders like like taking care of these Minutemen, you know what I mean? <laughs> Be like, "Hey, it's 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 more about you know what I mean, the raza than 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 this neighborhood that you say that you're protecting, like you know what I mean? You, you want to protect the raza." Let's go out there. <laughs> Let's go out there, you know. But nah, you know, it's, it's like nah, you know, it's it's not about that. <laughs> We're like nah, it is about that, dude. It is about that. It is crazy. You no, know, but I don't know. You know, it's just what was that? It's crazy how like because that's how gang started. I mean, because it was protection from essentially protection, from, well, kicking our butts, you know, and we, yeah. we, you know, got together. But somewhere along the way, that that was lost and. And you know, once drugs were introduced to the neighborhoods, I mean, that became the main focus. Yeah. you know what I mean? Who's who's gonna be the uh, the biggest vato? You know what I mean? Like to 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 really, you know, like get out there and just do your thing. But but yeah, man, like yeah. I think that's why I never really got heavy involved in that stuff too, because of that. I was like, man, with the hypocrisy to be. Yeah, to, there is a lot of hypocrisy, bro. To say brown pride, I mean, I wanted to get that thing tied on my on my, on my arms. I was like, you know, what, listen. Uh -huh. But then to go out killing your own people, it's like, what are you really about? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> brown pride. Yeah. Then to go out and shoot your own people, you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't. Exactly, bro. See, that's that's exactly that's exactly the message that 
like that's exactly why like I, I started because even from back then bro I had this idea of like uniting rasa in a certain way and I think I think the only way to unite a people is through through the lens of, of a create a creative lens something that they can visualize and they can see they can see it you know what I mean even like say for example on the big screen they can see it on the book they can see it on the music video you know something that is a visual that they can actually see and i was like you know what the only way that you can bring together a people is to show them the way and then there's all these people with platforms and i bring it up on my other podcast the podcast where i interview like hip-hop artists or whatnot and i bring it up to them like 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 you have a platform like i ask you have a platform and you decide to have like you know girls shaking their asses and stuff like that like and I understand, yeah, and yeah. I tell them like, you know, there's there's two sides of the coin. Like I understand, I understand people people fuck with that. Like people like that. People, you know, especially if you're gearing to youngsters, they they, they that's what they're about. You know, what I mean, it's, it's about the wildlife. You know, what I mean, it's about the, you know, the the you know, that type of lifestyle. You know, talking about drugs and all that. You know, I understand that, but there's a lot of older heads that are that have a platform, and that should be using it for the right reasons like there's a lot of you know you know uh you know division between people between our people between latinos between black and brown you know what i mean there's a lot of um, division and if you can use your platform for something great to bring about even something greater as we unite why not use it you know okay. and uh unfortunately people get mad about that question <laughs> you know I said, why are you asking me that? You know what I mean? Like, eh, <laughs> like I. But it's the truth, bro. Like, like you said, it's, it's hypocrisy. How could it not be the truth? You know. That message, you know, like, hey, you know, like, you know, I'm down with the rasa, whatever. I'm down with this, and and you're not really about that. Then you shouldn't. That sh you shouldn't be saying that. You know, at least. Mm -hmm. But I understand too, like you said, you know, why people, when they have that platform, you know, like while they don't really, really do that, is because they. Once you get to that platform, I think for a lot of people who do end up making it, like that, that becomes secondary to them. Even if, even if they, mm. you know, that was their intention in the beginning. Once you start seeing that money, it's like, well, oh yeah, forget it. <laughs> but why am I controversy to myself, you know, and cost myself some money? So, you know, they they, they lose the message. I mean, so I, I get that. I'm not gonna hate on somebody for making money, you know. If if, if you yeah. money, you know, like. You know that's on you if you got a family to support cool but but don't don't do it on, on the back of people who supported you like that and, and also don't do it like yeah. you know, preaching a message you're not really like you know fucking with you know what i'm saying so like so i definitely agree with you on that like if you have if you have that platform and you're not using it correctly then uh -huh. don't be saying certain things you know? yeah yeah because i mean you know people do listen and people do uh you know take that into into their own, you know, lifestyle and stuff like that. Cause I mean, music, come on, like music has changed so many different things in the in the in the real world, in real life situations. Music has changed things. You know what I mean? It has that power. Uh, Fabian says, having the story of Mexican soldiers fighting side by side in the world wars uh, with other races, coming home to racism and the connection with not only gangs but motorcycle clubs too. That's another thing. I mean, motorcycle clubs, you know, I mean, they, they have some shows and stuff like that about the motorcycle clubs, but they deep. 
they deep just like gangs. Yeah. Shout out to Fabian. That's my cousin. That's my. What are they? What's up? Yeah, I've known him since we were little kids, so he's out in, out there in Oregon doing his thing now. He's a, he's actually a tattoo artist, really talented tattoo artist. To check out his page, he he gets okay. down. He's really good. That's what's up. Yeah. And yeah, I was just I actually started writing a little bit because I, I had this idea of writing a story about uh, it's over there in Arkansas. It's like racism is really big out there, mm-hmm. and um, there's like a few communities of uh, Latinos out there, and uh, that you know. There's been like lynchings and shit like that out there. Shit. Yeah, I know. So it's crazy. So it's just like you know, and and you don't hear those stories. You don't hear the stories of like you know, raza. You know, having to you know live uh among races. You know, whites or whatnot. You know, you don't hear those stories, and that you know is ramping over there. You know what I mean? It's crazy. And, I, and, I and like think- he, and like your cousin says, like coming home to racism. It's crazy. Yeah, and I think I think I think uh. A big reason why you don't hear those stories is because you know uh, financially, uh, even even though we do contribute to 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 the country, I think uh, we're often overlooked. You know, because we don't. Clearly, mm. I think we we can have voting power, but because a lot of people are immigrants and can't vote, you know, we're often neglected. So, you know, you're not going to hear that on the news. Oh, you know, uh, you know, Latino man in uh in Arkansas got lynched today. Like, it's not it's not something that like for example, when the whole when the whole like you know Raspado people were getting you know, oh yeah, I was causing a lot of controversy and like yeah, it was yeah very careful about sharing that information because I know that it falls in the wrong hands. I mean, like it can lead to a war. Mm. So like like my my issue with that was like you know when when you look at this, you gotta try to be try to be objective and be like you know what like it's it's just a bunch of stupid kids trying to get themselves on you know on social media, you know what I mean? Like, it, it didn't have to be racial like that, but a lot of people were pushing mm-hmm. I was really glad to, to see how some of the, you know, veteranos and like, you know, OGs in the neighborhood handled that because they found those kids and they pretty much fucked them up, you know, like, hey, like, what are you guys doing? I mean, like, you guys, this is the wrong time to be doing that. Like, if anything, we should be united. Mm-hmm. And um, it didn't happen. So, so uh, yeah, man, like, and the media, man, the news, and it's, it's, especially, I don't know if you noticed this, man, but every time there's going to be a new president, you know, new election, there's always a bunch of shit that comes up. Mm-hmm. It's a sway, to sway us to, to vote a certain way, and, and a lot of, a lot of people just get caught up, and like, yeah, you know what, yeah, it's true, you know, this guy's fucking racist, or this guy, you know, like, doesn't care, and like, like, now, like I said, I don't identify with any of those groups that Republicans or Democrats or whatever, because I mean, like, I tried to, to step back. Okay, well, what are they? Tr- what are you trying to do? Like, what's their point? Like, because I honestly don't don't believe that they actually give a shit about us. Not necessarily. Not they don't necessarily want to get rid of us, but like, to actually care about us, like on a personal level, it's real. They don't, you know. So when they, they, they give us all these promises, or ah, it's all it's all just for you to vote a certain way. And but year after year, people fall for that shit, and it's like, all right, man, you know, go ahead. I'm surprised people didn't vote for uh for Roque de la Fuente. I mean, I mean, all the all all, all all our people are just like all the time talking about oh we need change, we need change, and this and this and that. There's a dude literally from from San Diego speaking both our languages, English and Spanish, 
and can relate to our situation and we don't vote for him, like a lot of people that I've asked around, you know what I mean? Like, hey, uh, who, like, who are you voting for? Oh, Biden. Why? Why Biden? Because he's the opposite of Trump. <laughs> All right. All right. Did you know that, that Biden is pushing for this and this and that? Well, how about this, this Mexican-American that's, that's in the, on the ballot? Are you, have you looked at him? I don't even know there was someone else besides Trump and Biden. A lot of people don't know that. You know what I mean? They don't even know that you can actually vote for somebody else. And a lot of the times it becomes like, well, that's nuts. you're going to throw away your vote. And then that's something that I got a lot. You know, when I made it very clear, I'm not voting for Biden. And that's not going to, that's not how I'm voting for mm-hmm. So they're like, well, so what? You're voting for Trump? Like, no, I'm not going to vote for them. Like, I don't believe in it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't rock with them. I don't, I don't feel like, you know, I connect with them. So, so it was like, you know, like you, you have other options. You just don't do the research. You just don't yeah. want to want to be told like you said people people want to see visuals and because of that you know like it's it's, it's a simple thing okay well i like that video i'm gonna just you know go for this dude <laughs> yeah, so. right yeah man i mean it's shit it's money you know what i mean they've invested all this money into making sure people see their faces yep just like a rap just like a like like these rappers on you know on tv that's you know they put all this money that's how you know of a uh, little uzi and all them because you see them all the time on tv sporting that pepsi or sprite whatever they be doing <laughs> so you know so people know them and shit but yeah it's crazy it's crazy man Pero este, hey um the the stories that you have bro do, uh, do you have them like published or self-published nothing like that i want to publish them but like i've been i don't have no idea how to go about that and, and, and mm. I, you know a lot of the people you that you brought on to your podcast pretty much already published and you know like so that's another reason why i also wanted to check check this out to see what's the what's the process behind it like what do you what do you do because i have absolutely no idea on how to go about that and i do want to book or you know i'm not saying people are going to steal my stories but you never know man like you know if it gets out there in the wrong hands and then somebody takes credit Mm -hmm. and it's like oh i wrote it and it's like well how do you see i thought about that too yeah. I thought about that that question that you just said right now, bro. Like, if I talk about it and someone steals it, but then I was like, yeah, they can come up with their own flavor. Yeah. But the way I imagine it, no one can come come up with the way I imagine it, the way I want to do it. You know what I mean? They can come up with a, more or less the same concept that you're talking about, but not the same style, not the same way that you're going to do it. You know what I mean? So, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to talk about it because I need some inspiration about it, you know? And uh, there was a, a, a comment here by Lopez Avila. If, if he would have known more about him, the guy that I mentioned, Roque de la Fuente, maybe, maybe I would have voted for him. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. He was Mexican-American. You know, he speaks both English and Spanish. His parents are from uh, este, la, la Ciudad de Mexico. And, you know, so it's like he's straight up our people. And we didn't vote for him. Like, what a fucking disappointment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Damn. So the wagon, he, he's actually one of my mentors. I used to work with him musically too. He just said, holla Raja, publish this year. Okay. All right. I'll get on that. Okay. For that. All right. All right. All right. That's what we published in this year. Okay. <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, I, I mean, I would love to, um, to, to, to read your stories, bro. If, if maybe you have a manuscript or something where I can read them or something, bro, uh, that'll be dope. Because I mean, like, it's always good to get, like, you know what I mean? Like, 
have you gotten an edited or it's all just you just written the way you know so only 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 the kids i've seen them the kids that i work with and my older brother uh who i used to work with musically too and just you know a bunch of other stuff that i've done with him and my brother's pretty critical of my stuff so for him to like it too i was okay like he's he's uh he's being honest with me you know what i mean like he's he's the one to say you know i would see this like you know i see this being a movie or something like that um oh that's cool i also sent him to to the wagon i think he, i think he has you know a few copies of that too I don't know if you read all of them but but uh, he definitely has access to them you know because i know he's also very honest with his feedback so people that i fed him to like it's people that i know are going to give me honest feedback and they're not gonna mm-hmm. you know so like i don't yeah. praise me i don't want people to say you know what like this is really dope okay well why like why is it dope <laughs> if it's not good what is it missing like you know what i mean and that's why that's why i think i think the first the first time that i jumped on this i think you were i forgot her name but uh, i think i asked the question i was like you know like my biggest struggle was the dialogue in, in stories mm, dialogue, man. Uh, and that was definitely a, a big a big issue in the beginning but i think as i started writing more it just started to to, to happen you know and, and, and i think at the end of the day I, like the way i want to end this thing I, another reason why i haven't published anything is because i want I, i'm not done with it like i want to mm. i want it to end with me like it's essentially mm. history of like of me you know what i mean like i don't know my answers i, I don't know like their names so like I want to give the voice to all those people that had to struggle just for me to be here, you know, because they had to make some tough choices, bro. I mean, like to be a slave, mm. to be a servant, a peon. I mean, the, the shit you have to deal with every day, because they could have been like, fuck this. Like, you know, I ain't going to do any of this shit. Like, why the fuck should I help you out? Like, like mm. killed, you know, mm-hmm. sacrifice themselves, you know, so the kids could be born and so on and so mm. forth, you know. So I give my respects because I wouldn't be able to do that. To live a life of servitude for, for my entire life like you know so that was also my intention to give voices to those people to to really like you know yeah. just to to respect them you know and and, and uh eventually i wanted to i wanted to, to lead to me but i still have a few stories left i want to write a story on uh on the pseudo rights i want to write a story on uh the chicana movement in the 60s i want to write a story um, um my grandfather who uh Who's uh who passed away uh two years ago and the reason why he was really you know really important to not just me but but the uh but the town or, or the village that he was born i mean he, he essentially with his own hands built a lot of the houses in that village mm. prior to the to the revolution bro like people didn't really live in houses because everybody was in haciendas like my family came from mm-hmm. so he was uh you know the first generation that was not born in hacienda so like you know he was responsible for like building a lot of the houses so i wanted to write a story about him or, or like a character that uh that um you know that um involves him and then my dad and then eventually me you know i got to but mm. that's a dope uh that would be a, like a something like a three-part series or something that'd be dope bro like if you can do that if you can like somehow write a story where it continues like three generations long and every generation is like a whole book in itself. That'll be fucking dope, bro. And how the difference and just everything changes. That's fucking cool. Yep. 
Yeah. Like, I would like to write something about, because uh, my grandma experienced as a child the, the, the Cristeros. Oh, yeah. Have you heard about that, the Cristeros? Yeah. yeah. And she yeah. talks about that, bro. What was that? My great-grandmother also experienced that, too. And the way she talks about oh, yeah. it, it's interesting because, because um, you know, she, she was born in Hacienda. Like, she, she was the last one born in Hacienda. And, and you know, her, her perception of, of the patron is, 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 is almost like he was doing them a favor. You know what I'm saying? Like, because, you know, he, he gave them jobs. They were working for him, you know? So when the Cristeros came in and basically tried to, you know, to change everything, she was like, yeah, you know, she, she calls them bad people, which is really interesting because, mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, they were trying to make things better for the people. But, but uh, for her, it was like Christianity and, 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 you know, and just being able to go to church was like a, a part of like everyday life. And, and uh, so for her, it was like, man, like, yeah, these people were just bad people. So I don't know if your grandma has the same experience with that or like or, or like what 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 uh what she felt you know uh regards to that like i mean what, what, what was her story it was more like fear it was like the way she describes things is like like Anne frank type shit yeah you know what i mean like she she would be hidden in certain places and like she'll be told don't come out of there until until something like till we tell you or until whatever but yeah she she does she talks about it in that aspect. That's dope, you know. Yeah, but that's crazy. So okay, so like, I understand some of that parts of of, of the Cristeros. So they were trying to make things better for the for the for the townspeople. So what ended up happening after the, during the Cristero Revolution was that you had you had people. So after the, Revo the Mexican Revolution. Because uh, the church historically had a lot of power in Latin America, specifically in Mexico, mm -hmm. own land. So after that, the land was being, you know, uh, distributed to people who never had access to it, right? But in that in that same in that same process, a lot of people who, you know, were part of the Catholic Church were getting, you know, were getting killed. Like literally, priests were getting killed, bro. Like, you know, mm -hmm. to get rid of the church, they wanted to, you know, just they just didn't want them there. They, 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 didn't want, they wanted to separate the church and the state. So uh, in some cases, I remember she, she talks about how, like, they had to get married in a, you know, in, in the Cerro, you know, like in the mountains, because mm -hmm. it's like, it just, they just were not allowed to go to church. So the Cristeros rose yeah. up, right? The Cristeros rose up and, and fought, fought to keep that, to keep the churches, to, to, to keep that, that part of the oh, life. Okay. It was, it was, uh, you know, it was a, a big part of their culture, you know, so. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant that the that the Spaniards were trying to help the townspeople by eliminating religion. No, this is this is way after that. This is after the, this is, you know, at this point, Mexico had already been for almost 100 years. Mm. Like, you know, it, it was a new regime. It was a new regime after the Mexican Revolution that was trying to, Oh, okay. Essentially, and people rose up to the government again, and they, they were. Oh shit! And I think, I think Andy Garcia plays a. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've I've seen the trailer. I haven't really seen it. No, I haven't seen it. It's, it's hard to find. Yeah, it's, it's hard, hard to find that movie. But if you find it, you should check it out. Yeah. It's pretty good. All right, bro. Hey, bro. Pues este, it was nice talking to you, bro. This thing's gonna kick me out already. Sure. I'm just uh. 
hey man, you know, like if, like I said, man, send me send me a piece of that story, bro. I love to read it, man. All right, I'll definitely send you something. Uh, I'll give you access to it too. And if uh, I'll definitely 